Travels with John Smith, Year One, Chapter Sixteen, Shanghai. It is a mecca for modern architecture. That's what the guidebooks say. John O. Smith and I agree. I would say Shanghai at night is like a sparkling garden of space-age flowers growing up into the sky. It feels like the future China, the cleaner, chic, younger brother or sister that has the pulse of the world in its movements. We arrive at our hotel at 8 p.m., having left Wuhan about 1 p.m. on the fast train. The quickest train between Wuhan and Shanghai is five and a half hours. We travel with Nora, who I spoke about in the Hong Kong update. She helped us book the train tickets before we left, and is on her way to Hangzhou to see her cousin. Then she will come back to Shanghai. It felt like a long trip, and we, mostly me, ate about three huge bags of my favorite sweets on the way. They are made from dried and pressed hawthorn fruit with sugar added, like everything in China. I am totally addicted to them. I promise myself I will stop when we get back to Wuhan. I need to lose some weight. I booked our hotel online and chose it mostly because it had a swimming pool. It looked fairly central and ha- is a good price. We take the elevator to the thirty-seventh floor, but there is no room with the number on our key, three seven two eight. We go back down and are told the room is in another building. We find it, and the room is more apartment than room, and has spectacular views from a large balcony. Two large king-size beds in separate rooms, two large flat-screen TVs, a living room area, a bathroom with a bathtub. I don't know if I mentioned before how much I miss this in our apartment. There's a kitchen with lots of cupboard space and a fridge and stove, but no. Dishes or cooking utensils, apart from a kettle. It was advertised as a four-star hotel, but really isn't, even though it is quite comfortable. The bathtub loses some of its appeal because the plug leaks, so the tub never gets more than two inches of water in it, which is good as the hot water is scarce. We try boiling water in the kettle to make it warm enough to step into. But it is not the same as sinking into a hot bath that is already there. John fixes the plug problem by tying a plastic bag to the plug, which works. We get in contact with Ina, a woman introduced to us by a friend of mine from London days, Jasper. Ina manages bands, so knows what's happening in the music scene here. And she tells us there is a free world music festival on in Shanghai this week. Within minutes of speaking to her, I have four texts with the names of the bands that are playing, where they are from, and what times they are playing. She tells us about a really good band called Haya from Mongolia that are playing tonight, and she says she will come meet us there. We decide to check out the Jingnan Temple. And make our way to the famous Bund by way of People's Square and Nanjing Pedestrian Road. The temple is nestled under shiny high rises, looking like mountains protecting it.
There is a huge urn in the middle of the courtyard that people throw coins into, and others are gathered around smaller urns that are filling the air with smoke from fat sticks of incense. We are wandering around looking at the beauty of it, and we hear shouting just outside the main entrance. We stand on the high wall above the gate to see what is happening. There is a taxi driver running around his cab, which has people in it. He is being chased by a guy who is kicking and hitting both him and his car. They are both shouting. The people inside the cab look nervous about leaving, but after a couple of minutes of this, they see an opportunity and bolt. There is a bowl on the ground with some coins in it, and we assume the guy who was doing the chasing was a beggar who had been assaulted in some way by the cab driver. Not wanting to miss a photo op, I pull my, out my camera and snap a couple of pictures. Two guys standing next to us tell us it was in fact the beggar who deliberately walked in front of the cab, pretending to be hit to create a scene, hoping to get some money from him. They say the poor cab driver was trying to work out what was happening. It, it seems like such an unlikely sight in front of this peaceful place. We carry on to People's Square after a delicious lunch across from the temple. There is a park nearby, and some of the locals are dancing in the middle of it, in a kind of Tai Chi manner to some schmaltzy music. We get to the start of Nanjing Road, where I have wanted to go since I read a book about a girl who grew up around there during the Cultural Rev Revolution, and it is packed with people walking towards the Bund. We get a few feet into it, and I notice a Uniqlo sign with a massive sale sign outside it. As we do not yet have a Uniqlo store in Wuhan, I suggest we check it out. We do not make it any further down the Nanjing Road. We lose track of time. John spends three times as much money as me, this is a feat in itself, and comes out of there with a wardrobe to last until the end of next year. John's friends and family may accuse me of turning him into a dandy. We are in Xing Tiandi, an area full of bars and restaurants where the music festival is. Haya is an amazing, eclectic band, a mixture of blues, rock, dreamy classical Chinese, and Inuit-sounding music. They have a dramatic and beautiful female lead singer with an enchanting and powerful voice. She has long dark hair to her waist and dances around the stage in a loose, long white dress and several silver bracelets on each arm. There is a Heathcliff-looking acoustic guitar player who also has a lovely voice, a quirky guy with a very deep voice doing Inuit-sounding chants on the drums, an older guy playing Chinese-stringed instruments, and a large white guy with an Italian-sounding name playing bass. We meet Ina at the end of the concert. She turns out to be German. Before meeting her, I assumed she would be Chinese. We go for dumplings with Ina and a girl 
she works with and the sound engineer of an Israeli band she manages. The dumplings we have are a specialty in Shanghai and are made with pork. There is a kind of broth inside, so you are meant to bite off the top of it, suck out the juices, and then eat the rest normally. All this is to be done with chopsticks, so it is a little tricky, especially for people who are worried their front tooth may fall off. John and I decide it would not be a food one would eat on a first date. We miss Ina's band from Israel, but we see another band she manages from Mauritius in a nightclub called Jay-Z. They are also very good, amazing musicians. We get into the club and all the seats are taken downstairs where the band is playing, so we go up to the more posh area with long red couches where the beautiful people of Shanghai put expensive bottles of booze in the center of the table and a credit card behind the bar. We sit at one of the empty tables and I notice a sign on it which says minimum cover charge 800 yuan, which is about $160 each at this table. Since we are both drinking Diet Coke, we move to a small table squeezed between two big red couches where we can still see the band. John looks at the drinks menu anyway, and I am shocked when the waiter comes to take our order, and he says, I'll have a Diet Coke and a blowjob. My face goes six different colors of red, and I wonder if he is trying out some kind of new joke. The waiter does not hear him, and I am relieved until he asks John to repeat what he said. Visions of us being flown onto the sidewalk go through my head as he repeats, I'll have a Diet Coke and a blowjob. The waiter walks away, and I ask John why he said that, and he informs me that it is a drink. I am sure he only ordered it so he could see my face. Apparently, this is a well-known drink, but it shows how long it's been since I was up to date on the latest cocktails. We meet up with Nora one evening for dinner, and today we are hanging out with Joe, who was also with us at the beginning of the Hong Kong adventure, on our way to one of the water towns on the outskirts of Shanghai. Ina told us there is a bus we can catch somewhere around People's Square. To go to the closest water town, Zhujiajiao, but we did not know where, and Joe does not know Shanghai well. Joe asks a lot of questions in Mandarin. We find the right bus and jump on with the locals. We arrive at a depot in a dirty-looking little town and get out. I start thinking we have the wrong place, but we keep walking, find some signs that direct us to some little cobblestone streets with shops on either side. Looking through the open areas, we can see the water on the other side. It is like being in the Venice of China. We find a restaurant we like, sit at a table next to the water and order about ten dishes. One of the things on the menu is crap with soya sauce. We do not order this, but I take a picture. We have a feast, watching the gondolas glide past, the sun dip in and out of the clouds, and it is warm and comfortable. 
We find a lovely, smaller, more intimate canal that we walk along and get into a gondola ourselves. The gondolier has a sweet, friendly little girl who wants to come along, so she entertains us by steering the boat, grinning, jumping, and talking loudly as Joe translates. Joe has a go at steering the boat too, and we pass some wonderful buildings and the people who live and work alongside the canal every day. When we get to a dock where we can exit the boat, there is a man with long white gray hair and a beard in gold Chinese pajamas on the steps next to the water with two bird cages. He appears to be giving his birds a bath. I have read about the custom in old Peking where the old Mandarin men would go on early morning walks with their birds, songbirds, I think, in cages and let them fly free, like letting a dog off a leash at a certain point where they would meet their friends and have a smoke and talk. The birds would go off and come back to their masters some time later and they would take them home. It takes a few days to get the tired out of our bones. The combination of working long hours on so many projects and then a Saturday thrown in as well did us both in. The cough, which has been with me since we got back from Beijing, goes away along with the tiredness while we are here in Shanghai. We are on our way to the subway, which is fabulous. It, it is so nice to have easy transport and there are people playing drums under the walkway. It seems the big cities in China have walkways over the busy roads in popular areas, which is safer and helps the flow of traffic. I stopped to film them because they are in full red uniforms, playing red classic Chinese drums, giving a great performance, and there's no one watching. It is so uplifting to see them in the middle of the grey cement of the sidewalk and the day, and we have no idea why they are here. We do a bit of shopping, and John buys me some books to start writing the characters, which I seem to be good at remembering, unlike the spoken word, and various other books to help with Mandarin. It is now coming along slowly. We go to the fake market, where you can buy anything that is a knockoff of the originals, and as long as you know that, the bargaining process can be fun. I am buying some Converse running shoes, and as they have them in men's sizes, I can find shoes that fit. Sadly, I do not find any women's shoes in my size, even here in Shanghai. So frustrating. I want burgundy shoes, and they don't have them, so they keep running off somewhere, coming back with shoes that are too small. They have just arrived back with a pair that feels roomy, and I am so grateful they are not too small, so I buy them and a second pair that somehow got thrown in as a good deal. I decide to wear the roomy pair and realize they are too big when everyone is staring at my feet in the subway. They do fit John, and this is not the first time this has happened, so he is getting a big collection of shoes. We have become better at dealing with the aggressive selling techniques, one of which is saying in Mandarin, I don't want it, 我不要, or I don't like it, 我不喜欢, 
and another is to let them know we live in China, so we are not tourists. We say we know what they are doing, and they smile like we are now in on the joke. Today we are in old Shanghai, which has some lovely buildings, but a lot of tourists, both Chinese and foreign, and a McDonald's, a Dairy Queen, and the like, mixed in with tourist shops and people working there with very aggressive selling techniques. We buy a mahjong set, it's a Chinese game, from one of these shops. She starts the price at 800 yuan, telling us it is leather, it is not, and that it has copper fittings, they are brass. We know she is lying, but it has English instructions on how to play the game, which has not been the case on other games we have found. John tells her if we pay more than 300 yuan, one of us would not be leaving Shanghai. She says she cannot sell it at that price, so we walk away, and she calls us back and says, okay, okay. It is a beautiful sunny day, so we ride around on the open top of a tourist bus in the hope of getting a suntan. We get off to see an attraction and run into some students from Maple Leaf. We are amazed in a city of 20 million people. We get back on and get off at another attraction and run into another student from Maple Leaf. We are hunting for a gohon for our drummer Brianna on a famous music street. We find one but decide it is too expensive, so we come away empty-handed. We go to a 1930s Shanghai restaurant, and I have Shanghai-style borscht. They get John's order wrong, and he tells them. The manager says, we will change it. And she, referring to the waitress and snarling at her, will have to pay for it. The waitress is a sweet girl, and we are both a little horrified at the way he is speaking to her in front of us. John says, no, no, this is good, I will try it. He tells me later he is glad she got it wrong, because the dish she brought him was really good. They have a stage with an old-fashioned microphone and a sign above the stage that says Snow Machine. So I imagine the entertainment is interesting, but we don't think we'll make it back here. I decide to trust a hairdresser to put highlights in my hair. I have not done it for about a year and did not trust them in Wuhan or anywhere in China due to the lack of communication. I did not want to end up with yellow hair, as I have seen on some people. The hairdresser speaks English and says he has worked on foreign hair before, so I take a leap of faith. He does a really good job. The elevator is traveling very fast. Seven meters per second. Our ears are popping as we hit the equivalent of the 80th floor. This is our last night in Shanghai, and we are on the top of the Pearl Tower, the most recognizable building here. Looking out at the city, it is beautifully lit up and feels like the kind of place someone would propose, like sleepless in Seattle. Shanghai is like the New York of China. There is a plexiglass floor on one of the observation decks, and we can see the road 80 floors below our feet. Some people act frightened to walk on it, 
Children squeal with delight that they have been brave enough to do it. The floor has seen better days, and there are scratches on it, which takes away the illusion that you are walking on air. John has an idea to put gaffer tape, or as some people call it, hockey tape, over one of the scratches and write, Do not walk here to see people's reaction. We will try it next time we are here. We probably won't stay in this hotel again. There are maids who bring us new toothbrushes, combs, and new shower caps, but as the toothbrushes, etc. piles up, the room does not appear to be any cleaner. We can't find the swimming pool, but are told it is in another building, not far, they said. The idea of going out in a bathrobe with a swimsuit underneath does not appeal to us, so we decide not to go swimming. We have been back in Wuhan for a week, and we are already exhausted. My cough is back. I am not the only one. I have not eaten any hawthorn sweets. I am in withdrawal. Now we are looking forward, trying not to count the days, so many things to do. In about two months, we will be back in Canada.